Every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news, discussions, and reviews from a multicultural point of view. In addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at ssnpodcast.com and on all social media under the handle at ssnpodcast. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people can find our show. Thanks, and here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are recording this on Sunday, April the 14th, 2019. I am Brandon, and I am here with Ali. Hello. And Ken. Hello. And we are here to talk about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, season one, part two. Because this is not season two, this is the second half of season one. And that's very confusing how they have this marketed. <laughs> um, however, we're here to talk about it. Um, but let me first, I want to go around the room and get everybody's thoughts about this half of the season compared to the first half of the season and sort of cut overall what your thoughts were about the plot and everything like that. So I will start with Ken. Um, I actually think the, the show leveled up a bit in this season. I felt like they, they last season they had their groove and it was good. I mean, it was really good. Like, I, like you know, and it, my part of it to me might've been the surprise that, oh my gosh, this is a Riverdale show and it's this good. Um, like for most people, but I think in season two, they still, um, whatever, or season one, part two, or whatever, the continuation that we're calling it. Um, and they stepped up their game. The story seemed more cohesive, more interesting. And it might also be because they were farther away, further into the plot. Um, that one of the things that did kind of bother me is I felt like, you know, some of the villains, they no longer felt like uh, multidimensional or like they were like, like almost like mustache uh, twirling, cackling. Um, I felt there was more nuance to who were, who were the villains and who wasn't in the first season. That's really my only complaint that I can think of, but I definitely think it was better. All right. Uh, Ali. So I thought that this season um, started off a bit slow, or I should say this part of the season started off a bit slow because it was a lull from the first part. Um, and then things had to ramp up again. But man, when it ramped up, it really, it really got super crazy. And um, um, overall, I, I really, really like it. The show is still, still really good um, to me. Um, I think Kiernan Shipka is an excellent Sabrina Spellman <laughs> in every way. And the supporting cast is, is strong. And I, I mean, I can't say, 
I can't say any more past then because I don't want to, to 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 spoil too much. But yeah, I I am very very much into this show still. All right. As for me, I have to be honest with y'all. I had no idea Roberto Guarcicasa was capable of this level of like a program. Not that Riverdale is like that bad or anything, but this is one of the best Netflix shows I've ever seen. It almost feels like um, that's funny you say that. Um, it almost feels like this was the show he really wanted to write all along, and he had to do Riverdale to get through it. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, ha ha ha! Now I can do what I want. Have fun, kids, or something like that. Because it's like, even though you can sort of see the formula in some of the episodes of like. There's a task for Sabrina to carry out by the end of the episode, but it's like the characterization, how like the, the continuing mm-hmm. plot goes together and everybody's acting and like the way it's shot and directed and edited and scored and everything. It's like you couldn't imagine anything better with this material. Mm-hmm. It's, it's far better than the comic is based on, which, you know, was winning awards and things. Brandon, does he not have a supporting um, team of writers? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he's the showrunner. It's like, it's his baby. He wrote the comic as well. But he definitely, has, love- a, he definitely has a supporting team of um, writers as well and directors okay. mm-hmm. who work on the show. Because you make it seem like as if, like, when you say it like that, where it's like, I didn't know he had it in him, I'm like, but did, he didn't write it alone, did he? Oh, no, he didn't. But I mean, like, if you compare this to Riverdale, there's no comparison to Riverdale with this, frankly, anymore. Season one, you could see it maybe, but not not anymore. Like they've, it's like the, the show leveled up, like Ken said, and like you said, in a big way. Like I feel like the real people are probably jealous of the people that are because they work at the same studio, and like and like you know they're made they're made simultaneously. Hmm. Something tells me that Riverdale has more set. So I feel like Sabrina's always in the same like three dark rooms. Yeah, they're in the school at the house or at Dorian Gray's. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, they sorry, they added Dorian Gray's. What's the name of the the um, magic comic book? All that thing shop. Oh, um, Cere- um, Doctor Cerebus is like um, comic book yeah. shop. Oh, and mm-hmm. and Baxter High, which is probably like the same school they used for Riverdale, just like a different hallway. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm like, I li- they've only literally really shown the office in the hallway. That's it. You probably turn two corners and see Archie and Betty. <laughs> All right, but kind yeah. of like the cameo, um, kind of the cameo in Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this show is so damn good. Um, I'm 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 watching the last parts of the last episode on mute as we're recording this. So if I shout or whatever, just let me know. Uh, but yeah, so what can we say about the show, not spoiler wise, before we get to the spoiler section? Um, my guess. What that we, Did, she was gonna go Dark Phoenix like we knew. Well, well, that and the fact that they actually said Dark Phoenix. Right. It's like if you didn't get it, here's where you can go research <laughs> it. It's not the subtlety of um, Stranger Things, where it's just like. You know, where they, well, no, Stranger Things tells you the exact comic book to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, like, this, like, I, so, I mean, because you, I've read so much Sabrina in the comics. 
that like, you know, she's not this powerful in the comics. Yeah, but at well, least that's not trying to have sex with her. Mm. <laughs> well, well, that's true. Yoli, I felt that. Uh, and I'm sorry, I felt like you, you had a running line and then you just skid it like <laughs> like you made like run like I can't like the, rec- like a, the record just, Yeah, um, the record just skipped there. Saying <laughs> <laughs> how powerful she is is kind of like a spoiler in itself because she the second half of the of the season does not start off Mm. How you expect uh, it does not. It does the season. Th- this part of the season definitely does not end the way you expect it to because mm-hmm. you didn't realize it was going there. I mean, <laughs> there might have been some some breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. but like, oh wow, yeah, yeah. I will definitely say that like certain characters did not end up the way I thought they would end up. And as I'm watching, literally right now, like holy shit, people. One problem I did have was. Uh, I didn't the use of Prudence, like Prudence, like the actress who plays her. Uh, the friend of mine said, "Did somebody? Did she? They like? Did they tell her to slay that hard, or did she just do it naturally?" <laughs> um, like, like, like she makes a heel turn and then a face turn every two episodes. Right, and it's like every time she's in the scene, she upgrades it, even if she's just standing in the background. It's like she is a presence and she is a force, and you will not forget it. Right. She's I got my Missy Elliott finger wave. <laughs> She's forever switching sides, and I'm, 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 I, I'm like Brandon. You were saying that you were kind of like, uh, you were kind of getting a little fatigued by that. And oh, just a little bit because it's like she kept, she just kept jumping fences. Yeah, I'm start, I'm trying to I'm still trying to decide because the idea behind Prudence I'm getting is that she's she's she she is on her own team. She's she's here for her, right? right. But but there are some things that she wants to accomplish. There are some things that she needs from other people to get where she is. So for example, the 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 name, the black the was it Blackwell? Black Black Blackwell. What are you talking about? Yeah, Blackwell. Father Blackwell. Blackwood. Father Blackwood. Blackwood. Okay, yeah. Like she, she needs his name because she wants. She doesn't. She doesn't want to just be you a know, random that, orphan of the school. Random, yeah, I want to be a legitimate. You know, I don't want to be known as that bastard. I want to be a legitimate. Um, you know, you know, person, right? With a with a, a powerful last name to go with how I feel about myself already, and you know, to accomplish that, she needs. She needs to to quote unquote play these sides and whatnot, but. I feel like as if it, it sometimes it's a little, little clunkily done because it's like, man, like you just never know. Like you, you just switch sides and it doesn't seem like it's benefiting you. Like, and then sometimes you switch sides and it's like, it makes you look super ignorant of what's actually happening right in front of your face. So, yeah. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, um, I also really love they they really ramped up the the friendship the the the, the her friends at school. It, it's just really strong. All of those all of those scenes are, are really strong. And then an interesting thing that they did that I I I was kind of like that's kind of risky. It was like they made the her friends at school have side plots yeah. that lead them away from Sabrina. And I was like, 
oh boy, you know, are, are we going to do this? Because sometimes when that happens in a show, it, 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 it makes people kind of like, no, I want to see more of the main character. But I, I was still interested. Still interested to see what what happens, and um, yeah, I was I was very I was still very happy. So yeah, her friends at um, the the high school, her mortal um, friends, uh, still pretty damn awesome. Um, I'm I'm kind of male on Nick Scratch. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, not because not because of not because of like. You know, like what he represents in the show, or whatever. I just that that he's playing he's playing very like a role that I've seen like thousands of times before, and I just it's boring to me. I don't really I don't really care. Like if he wasn't on the show, I wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they got because the the idea is that he's like a rival to Harvey, but it's like when Har- Harvey at the beginning of the first season, you know, is kind of like he's kind of like bland boyfriend like. You know, and then Nick is supposed to come in and be like, "Oh, look at all the possibilities you can have with a magical boyfriend." Nick's supposed but to be like, like, no. like, like the like the hot temp, temp, tempting, the tempter yeah, versus yeah, Harvey being at, like the bland. Exactly. Look, look at what you look what you could have as opposed to what you have right now. You, you know, you're missing out. But yeah. then Nick then becomes just kind of like, "Oh, so that's it. You're just hot." Oh, okay. <laughs> but meanwhile, Harvey has a really interesting goes for a really interesting, uh, you know, character development. And actually, I think I think no, Harvey's more interesting than Nick. Maybe that did they do it on purpose? Maybe so to show to show you who you know to 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 bring quote unquote her around Sabrina around to possibly thinking of Harvey as more than just that guy that she eventually dumps. I, I mean. Right. That, yeah, that's how I feel about Nick. At least, um, Miss Wardwell is just fantastic. My God, wow! Destroy every scene. Michelle like, Gomez, just like up. she just cannot. She cannot enter a set on this program without just like Net. slinking into it and slinking out of it. Just like the way she, her, she, she acts with her entire body. Yes, she does. Her whole body. <laughs> it's just like she sits and it's like really though like that <laughs> she gets up like that walks walks around waltzes around like that waltz oh, boy just wow wow yeah so that that's that's her the 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 aunties are spectacular as well I'm such a fan of Aunt Hilda played by Lucy especially Davis. towards I want her. Yeah, I, I, I want her and Michelle Gomez to fight each other for some Emmys. I really do. Like, <laughs> like they're so good. Like, they they are that good. Yeah. Which one killed her again? Um, Lucy Davis. The, the, the um the the, 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 the short the shorter one. Plump one. Oh, like oh man, her character really upgraded this season. Like, but it was still in character from last season. Like, like I like seeing her be like smarter and more du- duplicitous. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I'm a really big fan of, of, of when she, you know, you, you think that she's not, you, you think that she's the, the, the lesser sister, mm-hmm. right? And, and she has some really interesting little, um, side plots in the second half of this season where, you know, you, you, you know, you, you see why she's a, also, she can be a formidable opponent. 
Um, also, I I just love her reaction to to the changes that are happening to Sabrina in the second half because because she's at some point she's just like, okay, that's not normal. <laughs> like, oh, did you? And she has she has the best uh, kind of one liners when she's reacting. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, Brandon, bring bring this bring this to spoilers. All right. I don't so, know. um, my God, um, if you have not watched uh, *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina* season one, part two, on Netflix, this would be the time for you to pause this podcast and go freaking watch it. Watch. <laughs> Otherwise, we is about to do some spoilers. So let me go ahead and push the button right now. And we're gonna spoil Lord. <laughs> we're gonna spoil shit out of it immediately, so be warned. First of all, holy shit. <laughs> Cause I was watching the, the ending on mute as we were doing the other part of the show just now. And holy shit. Like so the, here's the thing. When you put a character named Nick Scratch into a program, I assume. He's going to like. I thought it was the it was gonna be a thing where he was secretly the devil the whole time, mm-hmm. but they made that whole that thing far more interesting. Yep. Than I thought they were going to. And I'm, I was wondering about that because I know you said the theory, and I'm like, I'm you know, um, what was it about it? That, like about that he was going to be Satan mm-hmm. and the name. But he ended up actually being Satan at the end, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm wondering, did it, did they like always plan it that way, or was it like you know they knew fans caught on and they wrote it that way? Might have. They very well might have changed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, me too. Holly's but... fa- least favorite character in the show. Yeah, I'm here for it because when I saw the end part, I was like, oh, okay. Because we already thought that maybe that's what they're going. Not we didn't think it was gonna be like that. No, not at all. Like not no. not where it was not like, like he had been basically assigned by the devil. I'm not calling him the dark lord, I'm sorry. Fuck that. Um to like be like a pawn to lead Sabrina closer and closer to like fulfilling her destiny. So because the thing is, they uh, and then like he ends up because he loves her, betraying the devil and using his body to yeah. trap him inside. Yes. Yeah, so now he's a container. So yeah. he's kind of like. Yeah, so he, there ba- you go. yeah he basically he is the devil now, under a sleeping spell. But the thing is this: when they said that they were basing the plot of this story on Rosemary's baby, I didn't take them at their literal word. It's literally Rosemary's baby. Like, are, are y'all familiar with Rosemary's baby at all like that? Just a little bit. I mean, basically, uh, a woman gives birth to the, to Satan's child. Yeah. And that's that's what Sabrina is. And this, she is she, the Edward Spellman is her daddy. The devil is. Because <laughs> the that's, devil... That's just what her mama say about her age. Lord. <laughs> the devil had a whole plan to... You know, that nigga, the devil. <laughs> yes, Father was Lord The devil had a plan to um, pervert the um, Holy Trinity by creating his own version. And Sabrina was going to be his Jesus. 
And I didn't even realize is that, you know, she started performing miracles and stuff and healing um, bras and then, you know, like, and then sacrificing crucifixion. I mean, like, like, wow. Here's the deal. <laughs> if, if, if the first miracle, the thing in the church where she was levitating, there wasn't enough. The mere fact that she literally did exactly what Jesus does in the Bible for Ross. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? That, that's like, that's the thing. You know, she just literally took water. She she did a, you know, where Jesus blessed it. She did a whatever. And then she took, and then like Jesus, why wash your hands with these, with this water? And she told Ross to wash her, her, her eyes, you know, you know, with, with this water. And then voila, the person in the Bible, they could see, and there you go. There's um Ross, and then she can see. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There like, you go. My goodness. Uh, my favorite episode. But, but- Go ahead. I just want to say about that same thing, like that episode where she goes dark phoenix. Is it just me, or did like the way they built her up, like to become dark phoenix? It was kind of like everything was happening step by step, almost like in a musical or like a very dramatic thing. Like the first thing that really got me was like when the girl danced across the, uh, the background and she put that crown of thorns on Sabrina's head. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, got it, like got it intentionally. This is important. <laughs> oh, Pay attention as I skip along, as this is not a musical musical, but I'm going to act like there is, and I'm just going to, you know, try la 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 through, put the crown on her head, and walk away. Like it's a, a music. That reminds me, magical witch hunters with Jesus yes. power. So I don't understand where they're getting this power from. Is it their angels from-, from Jesus, boy? They're, they're I just also, I was like, so does that mean God is a thing in this universe? Yes. Like, that's what I'm like. Ali, if the devil's a thing, God is a thing. They they, they go together like Babylon, Malam, Shuba, the Moon. But 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 to include him into this show they as an entity. I mean, he's always been in, as an entity. He's yeah, like, but you don't. You don't he's the adversary's say, adversary. But you don't actually say there are angels. You just you just you just. You just allude to them. You don't actually put them in the show. I was shocked. I was is like, this offending your West Indian values? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I was. I was like, this is messing with my upbringing because, especially since like they made them- because the devil actually showing up and somebody kissing his cloven hooves wasn't enough. Especially since they make you root for, they make you root against the angels in the show because they are trying to kill all of your favorite characters. Because that's not how it happens usually in shows like this. Where they have shows like this. But they made them like, uh, they made, basically made, you know, I'm a little offended. They made them Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) Yeah, they made them annoying. They made them annoying. (laughs) Can we make that the show title? Like subtitle? Sabrina, like, um, well, the, uh, Jehovah's Witness assassin. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, do you have, do you have the, the do you have a moment to talk? Oh my God, it's crazy. Like, do you have some time to talk about the, oh my God, it's a, like, what? Hello. But, yeah. No, it's just, yeah, I, I, it was a little too much for, it was, it was, that's where I was like, wow, this is really testing me. <laughs> Did you go get your crucifix that your mama left in your in your guest room? <laughs> really? No, really? Really? We're going to put my business out there like that? Yes, we are. 
So Ali's parents are super religious because, you know, he's from the islands and everything. And his mom hid crucifixes and green, little green Bibles all around his house when she came to visit last time. What? <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Do you feel loved? Can when can sometimes I'm cleaning and I just find a random, like random thing or like like a little post-it note with a prayer on it? And I'm like, I didn't write. She's trying to protect your house. She's trying to bind it so that uh, Miss Wardwell don't come in. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but when I saw at first, I was like, oh, these these must be just like crazy religious zealots, right? But then suddenly they're using actual powers. I'm like, where is this heavenly light coming from? Oh my God, a heavenly light is actually coming from heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Usually when I'm, I'm so used to shows whenever you have a show about like witchcraft or whatever, it usually just stays there. They avoid the, the, the obvious other side of it. Exactly, because you because they want to avoid either either controversy or they want you to root for the you know the witchy characters. But then when you end when you actually include the opposite side, the opposition, which which is what we've grown up to think is the right way, it's it can be jarring. And and I was it was definitely jarring for me because I was like, these guys are assholes, but but they're doing it. They're like, <sighs> yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. You've never met a religious asshole? I mean, yeah, I'm saying they are, but. <laughs> what he's saying now has slipped away. What he said now, what happened? I just, I just yeah. asked him as he, like, he, he just saying how jarring it could be, like, because he make the, made the, like, the religious characters, like, seem like assholes. And I asked them, have you like never like heard from or seen a religious asshole before? Whoop, fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that I mean, was put some drink in my mouth so I won't answer that question. <laughs> and then how she and how she sort of quote unquote vanquished them. Did you make tea? And that and that was the, the I mean, man, that was a lot. They, I mean, they the had her up on the cross. Like, it was a combination of, I mean, I'm probably right. not thinking of the right religious image, um, but I know it's basically Jesus on the cross, but also that old Esquire cover of Muhammad Ali with the arrows in him. Saint, Saint Sebastian. Mm. Yeah. The saint who got killed by arrows. Yeah, so it's kind of, it came like a combination of those two. Yeah. Wow, they Bernie, thank, you for, thank you for that assist there, because I did not know that. I just knew, or reminded me of that um, Ali cover, and I don't think I ever knew it was modeled after Saint Sebastian. She really, wow, they really did that. The imagery was is crazy for somebody who's like, if if you know your Christian iconography, it's it'll test you every every <laughs> like, wow. They shot her with arrows, and she's out here levitating and forcing. The the them to actually you know say the 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 underworld dark prayer and yeah wow I put a Saint Sebastian painting of Saint Sebastian into the chat um for it's from Wikipedia I mean it's a whole bunch like you just go to Saint Sebastian's page on Wikipedia you'll be able to see like it's that it's like very popular like 
It's also because um, he's also, for whatever reason, an LGBT gay icon. What? Really? I mean, he's drawn as a mostly naked man, usually, and who's been tortured. He is looking a bit twinkish. <laughs> so, so basically, you're saying that it makes you sound, I don't know, you make it sound like we just, we just sexualized him. Like the comedian, like, like, <laughs> like, like it feels like a like a, a subtly racist LGBT icon. Yeah, you make it. Yeah, you make it sound like the public just sort of sexualized the whole thing, and that, and because it's sexualized, then it must be LGBT. I'm not. I don't know. I think. I mean, like they they say it says in this article that the first, especially gay cult. Um, basically worship St. Sebastian in the 19th century. Yikes. Were they an art collective? That sounds such, like such an art collective thing, like an offshoot of Warhol's factory, like some of them geeks and nerds. Hippies. <laughs> that Lord. All right, so let's go through the episodes really quickly, just like one at a time. And I'll give you a brief plot synopsis so that we, you can like to refresh the memory right quick. Thank you. Uh, so, actually, we'll start with uh, Chapter 11, the Christmas special, A Midwinter's Tale. Basically, where, um, where Aunt Zelda has to end up giving up uh, the Letitia, the, the daughter of Lady Blackwood that she hid from, from in, um, like she came to try to come in. Because um, Sabrina was doing some bullshit. And she was trying to, what was she trying to do? I mean, try, well... Um, she was trying to, cause she, cause basically they, uh, they blew. She accidentally, she ended up accidentally. No, Miss Warwell blew out their Yuletide log, and uh, the little demon children from the mountains came in and started mm-hmm. um, wrecking havoc as poltergeists in their house. Oh yeah, she was resurrecting her mama's spirit because she wanted to ask her mom what happened to her dad, and they they end up having to give the baby to um, Gryla. The witch uh, who controls the um like the um the uh the Yule kids or whatever eat the Yule lads in order to like appease her. Mm-hmm. And the Yule lads are apparently an Icelandic Christmas folklore tale. Thirteen mischievous pranksters who steal from otherwise harassed population. Uh, thirteen nights. That's thirteen nights before Christmas. Interesting. I don't know this. They leave gifts for kids who are good and potatoes for kids who are bad. Mm-hmm. But potatoes are so tasty, though. <laughs> yeah, but the kids who are bad will probably use them as weapons. Probably. And they made Miss Wardwell principal extra. <laughs> <laughs> So she could sleek even with even more confidence around the schoolhouse. <laughs> and also, I got to say, I got tired of Sabrina going to Miss Warwick for advice. Because, you know, it's the thing is that we've been watching for like almost 18 episodes of her being evil and knowing who she is. And I just kept being like, girl, stop asking Miss Warwell for shit. She don't have your best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when they finally figured it out in episode 18, I was like, finally, Jesus. No, it was 19, actually. It wasn't 18. It was 19. Let me figure it out. How did y'all feel about that? Did that did that grate on you a little bit like it grated on me? 
Actually, no, because I I I felt like as if it was it was just beautifully ironic. Is that oh my god, you keep running every time you have an issue, you keep running to the person, you keep li- literally giving her weapons that she can use against you. Yeah. And then when she finally figured out in the end, um, they had little flashback um, montages of when they of all the all the steps that that um, you need to yeah. take to turn to turn Sabrina into the bride or you know of Satan. And from the very first episode all the way to here, all of the things that Miss Wardwell has um, sort of given her quote-unquote advice with have actually been leading to this point. So, so I liked it. I thought it was just really sickeningly ironic. Yeah, it was. She enjoyed every bit of it. Also, um, I noticed that the, the, they upgraded the, the devil's um, appearance package this year mm-hmm. to um, appear more often. I don't know how I felt about that. Well, he appeared just twice. Yeah, he was just in season in first part of season one. I was like, okay, this is too much already, but fine. But he was in almost every other episode this year. This time, oh this yeah, part. he was he was <laughs> he was ready to get star built. He, he was busy. The devil was busy. <laughs> he was he was a busy bitch. And then the whole last episode, he's in the whole damn thing. Who played the devil in person? Oh yeah, so yeah. And who's who's the who's the um, corporeal form, by the way, of the devil? Is uh, that an actor that we other see. stuff before? I don't know. I'm about to find out. I'm gonna look it up right quick. I'm gonna go to the IMDb, I guess, and look for the episode uh, twenty cast list. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Because <laughs> he he was really good. He was too good, actually. Like I I had to sage this house when we get through recording. Doing way too much. Mephisto Waltz. Let's see. It, oh, is that his name? No, okay. that was the name of the episode. Oh, the dance. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I would say that how dare he try to marry a, a teenage girl, but he's the devil. I mean, what do you expect? I don't think he's listed. I do not think he is listed. If he is, I can't tell who it is. Wait, no. Luke Cook as Lucifer Morningstar. He's an Australian actor. He's been on Modern Family, How to Get Away with Murder. And he actually he actually played Dorian Gray, ironically, in The Librarians. Oh, okay. Well, he did a good job. Yeah, good job playing the devil, sir. My goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, so first episode? Yes, first episode. First, well, first episode of the regular part of the series. So... Um, Sabrina is preparing for it because she she wants to become top boy at the uh, um, Academy of Unseen Arts, mm-hmm. which it's called top boy literally because it never had a woman take the take the role. So she wants to be the first woman, like you know, because she's opposed to like all the misogyny built into the world of witchcraft and warlocks, mm-hmm. and she ends up being put up against uh, Nick Scratch. 
her boyfriend as part of this competition. And Miss Wardwell, I'm assuming it's Miss Wardwell doing this right, and not anybody else, keeps um sending these apparitions from hell to come up and wait, start, wait, God, stop making noise. Um, like these um apparitions from hell to come and stop her from being able to prepare for her uh trials. And she she keeps having to get help, get people to help her cheat. Like the weird sisters helped her cheat at one point. Like that's 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 quite a way to cheat, though. You know, you get somebody to tell you the answers in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the but the whole point of her doing that is to force Sabrina to do something at the end, correct? I'm trying to remember what it was because because that was one of the plots to again prepare her for, you know, becoming the 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 queen you know, the, of the, like the, the queen of hell. Like yeah, yeah, like so. I think the idea was to, to force- have was to have. I'm sorry. I think the idea was to have Miss War. Miss War was her idea was to have Sabrina carry out the all the tasks of fulfilling the prophecy. But after she, before she could actually get to it, to kill her off at the very end, before she actually could become the devil's bride, and then assume that role for herself. Right. So, what was uh, was this episode one of the tasks that that she she sneakily she, she sneakily um, led Sabrina into doing, you know, like unbeknownst to Sabrina, she's actually fulfilling something. I, I don't remember if that was an episode where she had to, where she did something. I'm about to look at it right now. I'm pulling it up on Netflix to see to remember what happened in it. She's talking Miss Wardwell again. Uh, oh, it was yeah. She summoned them, them three demons to the. Um, the ones who are pursuing her, she summoned them into the um, the um, place, and it ended up to where um, neither her nor Nick ended up becoming um, top boy. They, she gave the part to he gave the role to Ambrose instead, mm-hmm. because Father Blackwood was so disgusted and all this other kind of stuff. Yes, um, I see. My on that episode, my what was my one gripe about that one? Um, it was something that... Oh, Disco, I'm sorry. But yeah, I was just going to say, like, I believe, like, I don't think it was any of the tasks so much as just as it was um, just Sabrina getting put into position to, um, you know, be led down. Because at the end, Ms. Wardwell um, gets a visit from her, um, her, uh, her buddy, the devil, mm-hmm. to, like, try to um, plead her case about the whole Sabrina business. Yeah, so maybe that was just to make Sabrina. It was to 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 force Sabrina to feel more. I think to to make her more suspicious of Father Blackwood. Yeah, or, or to at least ramp up her her aggression towards him, so that way he can force her to to really push the boundaries of her magic when when she gets like to a point where she just she's fed up. Right. So the next episode is. Chapter 13, The Passion of Sabrina Spellman. Uh, so also we should talk a little bit more here about Theo, who of course was Susie in the first part of the season. Um, he trans he's uh, he's coming to accept it, like you know, that he is a boy, but like a transgender boy, you know, still in a quote unquote girl's body. And 
there is a lot of the show itself handles that very well, except for the parts where they need to have somebody bully him, basically. And the bullying feels especially cruel because they made you like Theo as a character so much that it actually really helps sort of kind of put across the struggle of being a transgender person. Because you sort of kind of get to live it out episode by episode. How did y'all feel about that? Yeah, I like that it wasn't just one of those things where it's like, and on this special episode of Sabrina, right. <laughs> it was something that was that you will see develop um, throughout this this second part of the season. It's not something that's a one and done. So I appreciated that. Right. So this episode, the passion of Sabrina Spellman is basically about Sabrina having to the devil the devil is tempting her with learning to do evil. And he's trying to start small by trying to force her to steal a pack of gum. And she won't do anything up until the point where he commands her to burn down the school because her denying doing these actions starts to affect her family and friends. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up at, because she she tries everything she can to sort of kind of bind the devil from, from, from her life and it's not working. So she ends up, you know, where she's going to burn the school down. She's totally committed to doing it. But she, but like, it's the whole thing of, it wasn't so much that she needed to actually burn the school down. It's just that she had to be fully willing to do so is what the devil wanted from her. And I like how uh, throughout the episode, she she kept asking other members of the family, have you ever been compelled or asked to do anything by the devil? And it's interesting enough that when she went to Hilda, Hilda said that she... That the same thing which will happen at the end of the of the of the episode ha- is something that can happen to Hilda, where she was going to do something or she did she did fulfill it, and it was actually nothing. It was it was a it was a really throwaway assignment. It was nothing crazy or dramatic. Right. She just did it, and nothing happened. Or you know, that's pretty much how most of their stories. The rest of the other family members, they just said, "Hey, it's just this thing." <laughs> so really and truly, um, Sabrina. Sabrina's tasks seem a lot more um, crazy towards the end. I mean, it started off with just, you know, steal a pack of gum. Yeah. <laughs> and then Miss Wardwell's trying to stop the shit. He's like, Sabrina, I knew you weren't thinking of stealing that pack of gum, were you? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Like... That like ancient women's has beef with a fifteen year old. Yep. On site beef. How we feel about Sabrina, like so Sabrina is still doing like things to try to help out her mortal friends back at Baxter High. She gave Harvey a um a special gift. Like, was it her Christmas episode where he gave her the um yeah, the eggnog that stopped him from ever drinking anymore? Mm-hmm. Even Harvey's like, thanks for your enchanted eggnog. That's that's what that was, right? You know, Harvey's still like pissy about the whole thing with his brother for the first part of the season. Which, you know, yeah. he's entitled to that, right? But you know, Sabrina's trying to do easy, simple things to help instead of trying to bring back ghosts and shit. This is not Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and um and she gave Theo this thread because the boys in the locker room were picking on him because, you know, like the whole transgender, they're sitting there waiting to see breasts and things. And it's like, any these boys give you any shit, just um, put a knot in this um, rope and it'll, they'll, it'll make them break like a bone or whatever. 
And um, that rope gets put into action. And um, the boy from the basketball team falls to it. That, was, that shit that was, was scary. I'm sorry. That, that shit was, was creepy. Was yeah, creepy as the, shit. the actual, yeah, the makeup artist. Good job, makeup artist, because mm-hmm. you, probably, yeah, that, that, that was a bone sticking out, wasn't it? Right. And also, I forgot to mention that Sabrina helped Theo win his audition for the basketball team by helping him shoot, like, make the baskets. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. It was kind of like, uh, it kind of goes, like, I thought there was going to be a more, like, complex lesson about how she was doing, like, doing it to make a point, but that you're, you're also not kind of qualified to do that. That's not your point to make or something, instead of her actually try out for the team even though basketball has never been a thing that he has done before. Right. So that, like, I thought I was going to go in that direction. Instead of putting um, Theo on the team, you know, and then not really following up with that after Sabrina really helped. Well, they did do a little follow-up, but not much. Yeah, I thought that was going to be one of those things where it's like she, Theo, like, it backfires on Sabrina and Theo realizes that she, she really doesn't have the skill to actually join the basketball team. Right. And then it then it then it'll cause a rift between them. But in actuality, towards the end of the season, Theo reveals that, yeah, I know it was you. You tried <laughs> to help me. I know you've been doing that all along. You've been but she doesn't she doesn't react in a uh you're such a bitch for doing that. It's like a I really appreciate all the things you do. I know it doesn't I know it doesn't always seem like we do, but we actually do. Mm-hmm. All right. And who put a GoPro on this poor child or I guess a stunt actress body as they roll down the steps? There's legit a shot in here that they clearly put a GoPro on the person as they fell down the steps. Baby Jane? <laughs> like, that was, that's, that was, that's really freaking well done. And also at Sabrina's other school, the Academy of the Unseen Arts, they're putting on a play about the um, about Lilith, how, how Lilith and the devil met. And it's totally like this like bastardized, patriarchal version of the story that Father Blackwood himself has rewritten for this, uh, for this season. Mm-hmm. That's the, Father Blackwell, I didn't like that he kind of turned into, like, Diane the Evil, you know, mustache-twirling, obvious villain of the show. Like, I have no other really redeeming cap, like, um, qualities. I, you know, he, he lost some of his nuance of the character. They did like he, he has no like ends with no honor, but I also think I feel like the show. I sometimes some of it hits you over the head a little bit because it's trying to make a point about um, about feminism mm-hmm. overall, and sort of kind of about how it's using the concept of like the world of witches and this you know church of the night or whatever to hold up as a mirror, a dark mirror, if you will, to just, like, quote-unquote, regular standard society. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I get that. And the thing, you know, the use of uh, witches, you know, showing, you know, that evolution, you know, women and, uh, you know, political issues and stuff like that, you know, that's kind of, like, well-known, you know, documented and done a lot in literature. Um, mm. So. But, but he was... Can I? I feel like as if he, he never. That character was never a layered character to me, even from the start. Like that guy, like he was. He always seemed to have a dark agenda, and now it's just out in the open. And now he's just like, you know what? Fuck facade. Yeah, 
I don't like you, Sabrina. I don't like your, I don't like your family. And I don't like your, your precociousness. Precociousness. And wasn't, um, what were we talking about? Father Blackwell. Um, like all his, everybody we know he's gotten with has been a woman of color. And like Aunt Zelda was like his first white woman or something. <laughs> he's like, I've had them all other, but I might as well try a white woman this time. It's like he became respectable. Got to get me a white one. Wow, um, wow, wow. Oh, before we get... Shout out... Who Who the fuck plays Dorian Gray? Who's the name of this actor? I need to figure out. Shout out to him. I know who he is because he he does a great... Jediah Good, Goodacre. That's the name. Uh, as Dorian Gray. Listen, like, I have never seen... Like, I'm sure I've seen paints and pictures of Dorian Gray, but like... But from reading like the book and stuff, this is exactly how he would look in my head if he if he existed. Like it's just like it's like it's perfect casting. Hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, I, I wouldn't change a thing about that. <laughs> it's the funny thing is like um you've seen the you've seen depictions in movies too of um of Dorian Gray. Um yeah. I, I totally buy it. This I totally buy that this guy's been around for centuries. But yeah, around for centuries, and he's really, really pretty because he has that painting where everything that bad that happens to him happens to the painting instead. Aging, destruction, death, all that good stuff. All right. Uh chapter 14. Lord, help me with this pronunciation. Let me go back to it. Hold on, hold on. Team Rockets, go. Lupercalia. So, Lupercalia is the witch world, apparently. Um, it's their version of Valentine's Day, which involves like three nights of rituals and ending in like a, a red riding hood and wolf hunt. That yeah, ends again, with more. Six. Yeah, more of the sex, more of the overt, um, you know, uh, misogyny and and sexism. Um, that's that's again, you know, meant to sort of, you know, really piss somebody like Sabrina off because it's like tradition, terrible, trash. Throw that out. Yeah. And um, and, and I've got to mention this random hookup between Ambrose and Prudence, which. Well, they've hooked it before. Oh, I guess they have. Oh, shit, this is a real thing. Lupercalia was an ancient, possibly pre-Roman pastoral annual festival observed in the city of Rome between February 13th and February 15th to avert evil spirits and purify the city, releasing health and fertility. Yeah, it's a real thing. It was a real thing. They just, you know Christians, they love to take uh, things that already exist and put their own spin on them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, that was you know the, you know how they made you know yeah Valentine's like like um like, like um, Christmas and Easter and stuff like that yeah but like but Valentine's Day too hey we, it's not that type of show we're not we're not we're not a um hotel conspiracy nigga show so let's stop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so Sabrina wants to participate and she shoot and she. Nick wants her to be his partner, but they have to ward off the weird sisters who are trying to start shit, so they do some glamour spells and stuff to avoid that little problem. 
because they smart. Because uh, during smart. like the the matching, <laughs> they call it the matching, the courting, and what's the because they spend the night together and holy abstinence and the hunt. So after the hunt is when the sex happens. Unholy abstinence. Uh, as I'm going through this thing, trying to find stuff, let's talk about Rosalind a little bit more. So I told y'all last year that in the comics, Rosalind and Sabrina's rival for the attention of Harvey. And I did not know that they were going to actually give me that in this program. I'm so happy they did. It made both of them more interesting. Yeah. Because I'm, t- I'm tired of, you know, the whole, let's, you know, shake up the whole thing about her and Harvey belonging together or whatever. A bit. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, and, I did. And the whole and thing. Also, no, I was glad her, you know, her friends, like at least one of her friends wasn't like, you know, not dating or something. And her, her cooking up with Harvey just made sense. Right. How did you feel about the handling of the subplot of her going, finally going, like going all the way blind due to like the curse on the family? Uh, I, I like the way it played out. I really did. Cause I mean, it didn't last as long as I thought it would. But um, I, I enjoyed the way it played out. Right. It was convincing. She was mm-hmm. very convincing as a blind girl. Oh, yeah. She, like, Jazz Sinclair, it was a very great job of acting the part. Like, like the scenes where she's like blind, like without because um like Ali had said before we start recording, without having the need to put like those like contacts in your eyes that you know sort of wash out your eyelids, I mean your eyeballs or whatever. When you play a blind person in most things, mm-hmm. like she just was able to act it by how she held her head and her eyes and her eye lines, things like that. I mean, it, it was very well done. Hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, and I forgot that Sabrina Sabrina brought Nick to. to like, oh my oh. gosh, they were that like that video, but not. Um, I don't remember the Har- video because because Harvey's the artist. Oh yeah, wait. So Blind Richie was there. I mean, well, the blind she was girl. the artist in the thing, but he was like the art teacher or something. Anyway, uh, that was a creepier video now. Oh. Uh, Hello. I barely remember it. Uh, Sabrina brings um, Nick to the um, the regular high school dance, which was, you know, it was cute. I'm trying to jump through and trying to find. You sound less than impressed, Brandon. It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> Here's a subplot to talk about that spans several episodes. Father Blackwood marrying Aunt Aunt um, Zelda, mm-hmm. which of course we learned is part of his plan to control the Spellman family because apparently Edward Spellman forbid the whole entire thing. Like one of his deathbed promises: "Don't let a Father Blackwood marry my sister." But they don't have. <laughs> yes. Petty. Very That's, petty. That is, that is, I was about to say the same thing. I was about to say, that is petty. <laughs> it's like, whatever you do, I don't want you anywhere near that guy. Right. Not <laughs> at all. Over my, over my dead body. Right. Like, I'm dead, but you need to live with this shit. But yeah, like, 
And like, you know, like this goes into more of the thing Father Blackwood and his heavy misogyny to where, you know, he marries Zelda and immediately puts her under a magic spell to where she's just a whirling, twirling like toy to him. Literally enchanted by the music box. And then she they break the spell, but she has to pretend like it's still working for several episodes. Yeah. And to be honest, that subplot felt a little flimsy because I feel like if I was Father Blackwood, I've realized that she was that the shit wasn't working. Not really, I, because I wouldn't have done that. No, I wouldn't have felt that at all, Brandon. You know why? Why? Because when she was under the spell, she was over, she did the overacting thing. She was she was overacting everything when she was under the spell. So all she had to do was just do the same thing. You know, when when she walked into the room and he was passing information on to the to the um back to the house, she was like. I was just making myself beautiful for you, husband. That's exactly what she would have said um, if she was under the spell because yeah. she was overacting. She mm. also said that she, when she was under the spell, she knew everything that was happening. It was not like she was in like a dreamlike state. She experienced those same things, so she knew how to act it out. But I don't think it was done as strongly as you said. I do agree with that, but I, it makes sense why things were the way they were. Right. Or to me. <laughs> right. And also, um, I... Hilda dating the um, old boy, Dr. Cerebus, at the um, comic book store. Yep. Who apparently has an incubus inside of him that turns... Their relationship is cute. It is cute. <laughs> she even makes him a little charm bracelet so that he could be normal for a while unless they need him to hulk out, literally. Mm-hmm. But they're adorable together. She's adorable. He's adorable. They're, they're adorable together. They should have a spinoff. They really should. Uh, I just like they were they were a really cute couple. It's the next episode, the one that's set entirely in the um let me look back at my list. Dr. Cerebus's Yes, it is. Dr. Cerebus's House of Horror, where Miss Wardwell in, in disguise comes and reads everybody their fortune. This is my favorite episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite episode of the of the of this um part of the season. Just because of how it's formatted. Mm-hmm. Like I just really like how they came in and sort of kind of gave these like um Stories of each person. I forgot to also mention before we move on before into um, Lupercalia, uh, Sabrina has to end up killing Nick Scratch's uh, familiar, the wolf, mm-hmm. because the wolf right. kept on come kept on coming because I'm uh, trying to kill him and Sabrina because uh, she was jealous. Yeah, and it's important because it, it, this this subject matter comes up later. Yeah. Yeah, so in the in this house of horror, Sabrina imagines that Nick's Nick is still under the thrall of the weird sisters, and that when when Nick decides to do stage magic for a talent show at the um, at the academy, he and they end up um, cursing Sabrina so that when he levitates her, she levitates all the way out into outer space and freezes to death. That was so rude. <laughs> Who's the next person? Uh, the next person is Theo, who imagines that he steals uh, a spell from the Spellman's house to look, physically become a boy, like more of a like 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 a a cisgender boy, a real boy. I won't say real. I say cisgender. Um, it, I know. I know they say real boy, but like I I, was, I sort of. <laughs> was, I might have been worse because I was thinking of Pinocchio. I think that's what they were trying to imply too. It just, but still, like, because they literally, like, Theo starts turning into a like a 
a wooden doll. Oh, wow. I didn't catch that. Wow. Yeah. Like, um, the limbs just start turning. You said that? Yeah, like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> they, they literally chop, chop, chop the wooden yeah. arm off, like, which is way too much. Like, like here. Yeah, because I was like, here, put, 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 I was like you're on the right track. Yeah. Put this strap in your mouth and just hold, hold, hold tight as we chop your arm off. <laughs> and blood flat flew on the camera. I didn't notice that before. <laughs> wow. Wow. That episode was so rude. It was so rude because literally it's, it's Miss Wartwell trying to stop everybody from pursuing any sort of, you know, the uh, solution to their problems they're having, even though some of them try other ways. Yeah. Like, Rosalind, uh, her dad raises money for her to have an operation so she can see again. Mm-hmm. And, she go, and, she, and she feels guilty about it, so she decides to volunteer at a um like a school for the blind, only to find out that the person, the blind person she's um um taking care of had their eyes blind because they had their eyes stolen to give them the Rosalind. Like, you stole my eyes. Uh Aunt Zelda is supposed to be getting married, of course, to Father Blackwood, but she feels guilty about the whole thing with the baby. So she goes to try to find Gryla in the woods, only to find that Gryla is now like young and sexy because she ate the baby. A dingo ate your baby. <laughs> a dingo ate your baby. <laughs> and 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 uh, Foster's Blackwood, Father Blackwood, ends up you know at like his bachelor party making out with Gryla, and Zelda's Zelda's like, "This is an abomination. Do you know what you're doing?" <laughs> And the father was just like, it's my wedding, like, what? my whatever, and I can sleep with whoever I want. Yeah, because, like, apparently that's a warlock tradition. Who's next? Harvey. Harvey imagines that he goes to Royal Island School of Design, Mm -hmm. um, but ends up, like, his teacher is basically, like, been sort of kind of, I don't know if curse is the right word, but he's basically using his art to... He thinks he's using art to control and bind these demons, but they actually are controlling him and using him to sort of kind of manifest. Mm-hmm. He ends up hanging himself. <laughs> it's like this was a good excuse for him to get really dark, it feels like. Yes, it was. That's why I liked it so much. It's like they could like sort of kind of do these things that they could never actually do in the body of the actual program because it like all bridges too far. Yeah. But so also... It's a what, it's a- a what if episode? Yeah, it reveals every. Yeah, definitely, it's a, it's a Marvel what if episode. It revels everybody's insecurity, and then Ambrose, who thinks he has everything, uh, is from the is from Miss Warwell as the fortune teller. He learns that Luke is dead. And he has this dream where Father Blackwood forces him to kill the other Spellmans, which sort of kind of is like a foreshadowing to like Ambrose's plot the rest of the season, where he sort of kind of becomes like the shame of the family in some ways. And they, yeah, they, yeah, where they literally set this up. Yep. You're right. That's a great foreshadowing. And then he literally he does go to Father Blackwood and learn that Luke is dead, and that he's going to assume his place as sort of kind of like as their missionary for the church tonight. We of course learn in later episodes that Luke was killed by one of these um, uh, witch hunting um. Uh, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Call in and add Brandon. What? At me at Netflix. I didn't write this program. <laughs> Shit. Actually, I, it's Brandon's just copying me. <laughs> so send your hate mail to me. <laughs> B. B. Dot. Ah, no, no, you will not. Calm yourself. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> Hold. I don't think I've heard you laugh like that before. <laughs> I've heard all of Brendan's laughs, but that one. Lord. So the next, next episode is called Blackwood, where Zelda's about to get married and Prudence is asking her, like, you know, I'm a Blackwood by blood, but my dad won't give me my last name. Is there any way you could, you could convince him to do so? Which, of course, the only way he does it later is when he needs to manipulate her, make her do bidding for her. And Sabrina learns that her father had this manifesto he had written to reform the Church of Night to basically wear witches, because witches and mortals are forbidden at this point to consort with each other, which is why Sabrina being a half-breed is such like a shame. Nothing. But Edward, of course, you know, because I guess that mortal pussy put him onto something, wants to be like, oh, no, it's all good. Witches and mortals should be able to get together, you know, and we, and we should be able to, like, to join and make the world a better place together. For you and for me. Yup. <laughs> and the entire human race, you know. So... <laughs> make a better place for you and for me. <laughs> we know he's still canceled, y'all, whatever. However y'all feel about Michael this wow. week. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, we weren't. We are now. <laughs> Woo. Fired. Lord. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say next? No, because the Michael Jackson thing is just strange because everybody has such extreme feelings about it. And I felt the same way about Michael for all these years. It's like, he made good songs, but he was, he, he was a terrible person. It's just That's just how it was. That's how I feel about it, at least. That's just the way I feel about it. That's the way I feel about a lot of these people, like R. Kelly and stuff and everything like that. Just, I mean, it's hard um, to try to, like, I don't know. Uh, what was I about to say about this? Oh, so she, so Sabrina's parents, um, Edward and Diana Spellman, were killed in a plane crash across the Atlantic. Because they were going to the Vatican, the, the like, well, I guess, like, whatever, the anti-Vatican over in Rome to, like, the art, like, the anti-Pope to give um, Edward's manifestos to the anti-Pope. So she has Nick transport himself to the bottom of the fucking ocean to find the wreckage and find Edward's manifesto, <laughs> which he finds. So he had to find a giant squid to get to it. Did he also like, find sure the, the bodies down there or the skeletons down there too? Or did he just find like nothing because the fish had ate it all, picked it all off? Well, that's creepy. I'm asking questions. We, we, uh, we, we caught that. Question. Also, I love how I love how like whenever Sabrina starts to Salem, it's always like a like like cut back and forth in coverage because you knew full and fucking well that she can't be within fifty feet of that damn cat, otherwise she's gonna stop breathing. Really? Yeah, Karen and Shipka is definitely allergic to cats. They didn't find that out until they got the cat on the set. 
So any that's why Sabrina and Salem don't have that many scenes together where they're actually in the same shot together. A lot of it is doubles or it's like split screens or things like that. Well, I thought, yeah. Yeah, because like Karen Shipka, like very allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. Yep. And behind everybody's back, Father uh, Blackwood is trying to start a Church of Judas to replace the Church of Night. Church of Judas, basically, where men are in control even more so than they already are now. Judas, Judas, Judas. What was I looking for? But yeah, that, and that's the proposal he wants to pitch that he, Father Blackwood, wants to pitch to the anti pope as opposed to Edward Spellman's. And so when the anti-pope arrives, and he's so fucking creepy, he's leering over all these teenage girls. I wonder if that if that was meant to be any sort of an intentional. Um... Oh yeah, exactly. That was definitely intentional because the way he was looking at these girls, it just it creeped me out, man. Yeah. It made me like as if like okay, it's really a meat. It's really a meat. Um, a really a meat fest over there in the anti. Um, papacy. Well, you know how, you know, like the Catholic Church has so many scandals about priests abusing boys. Hmm. I was wondering if this was like the opposite of that. The implications, at least. Or forgot to mention Miss Wardwell and her man. So the real Miss Wardwell had a fiance named Adam who she, who, you know, Lilith, uh, Madam Satan, Miss Warwell, had no idea about it until he showed up on the doorstep randomly one day. <laughs> yeah. We and I, about that too. Yeah, I love that she that he that she fell in love with him and that his name was Adam. <laughs> I was like, of fucking course. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Dark Lord finds with well, the devil. Shit. The devil finds out and it's like, you thought you could get away from me. And makes it to where he she he forces her to eat the man's head. That was oh I Yeah, I wanted to throw up. So did she. She did throw up. And she was angry about it to where, like, you know, like as part of her plot to stop Sabrina from becoming uh the devil's consort, she uses the rest of the body to create a monster, including pulling out. Uh, her own rib and using it to make the monster animate the monster. <laughs> because Whoa, we have to use every Bible image possible. Use everything. Leave no stone unturned. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love it. <laughs> I like, and, and, yeah. At first I was like, why is she digging into her side like that? Holy shit, she's taking a rib out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are really gonna you're you're going full Genesis on me in this episode. Yep. Also, so apparently we learned in this episode that apparently the devil just comes to to brides to be who are witches to have his way with them before they're married. That's the thing that happens. And everybody's okay with this. It's like because uh, Zelda got that out the bed. She's like, "I'm a wait. The, the Dark Lord has arrived. Let me sit down and put and toot my booty out for him." And Hilda's like, "I'm just gonna back away from the room. <laughs> I'm just gonna go away. Yeah, now. back. Okay, have fun, Zelda. Okay, bye. 
look back at it. Look back. At it. <laughs> but then there's a scream because it turns out that the antipope is dead. And the three guards who are supposed to be watching him all have blood and daggers in their hands, but nobody can remember anything. Father Blackwood kills too, but Ambrose um, vanishes himself away before he can kill Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a hint at, um, you, that we talked about in that one episode they were hinting at. Yeah. And so it turns to a whole thing where they're trying to find Ambrose. He's hiding out at Dorian's. He's he's glamored up as Dorian, and Dorian is hiding in that in his own painting. <laughs> clever. <laughs> that sounds like oh, that sounds like it's clever, but it's also really funny. Like, what if he was really scared? He just don't go like whoop up into his painting. <laughs> <laughs> Can yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lord. Uh, and so, and so, uh, Father, Father Blackwood is not to be deterred. He's still going to marry Zelda anyway. He's going to have to have a, a combo marriage and funeral. And so, Nick and Sabrina show up and try to stop it by by pretending to be Sabrina's parents. The ghost of Sabrina's parents. Mm-hmm. And so, they end up getting expelled from the academy. And Ambrose ends up getting um, sentenced to death because he shows up and tries to kill Father Blackwood. For because it also it turns out that Father Blackwood used Leviathan, his his, um, his familiar. He like he, he crawled inside of Ambrose and was be and was u- being used to control Ambrose because uh, Ambrose was accusing Salem of having eaten Leviathan because he's a mouse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we're getting really good now. This is where the shit really started to pick up. And so they keep Ambrose in J- in, uh, in the witch's cell. And that's the episode of Missionaries, chapter 17. He's in the witch's cell. I love that he's doing pull-ups, pull-ups talking about, well, if I'm going to be a corpse, if I'm going to be executed for a crime I didn't commit, I should at least leave a good-looking corpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what a mood. <laughs> Smooth goals. <laughs> I love it. Smooth. Smooth. And so they keep so um Hilda and Sabrina are trying to figure out how to stop Ambrose's execution. They try to go into the witch's council, who they're like, no, nah, he's gonna die. Sorry. Everybody saw it. Don't have some of us again. Um uh, Prudence is trying to act like she wants to give. Ambrose, um, he's and he, um, you know, is that a kind of nonsense? Nonsense. And and they're feeding him table scraps and trying to torture him and trying to do spells and compel him to confess. Mm-hmm. Because Father Blackwell left her in charge when he went on his honeymoon and gave her his last name. He's she's all high and mighty now. And this is where she gives the speech to Sabrina. Sabrina shows was like, I want to see my cousin because she's been expelled. She can't go inside the um the school. And she's all like, Sabrina, we were never friends. I just want to be like silly girl. <laughs> Not silly. Sit, so, never mind. Yeah, silly girl. Did you burn your hand? <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, like, and also, I I love that when um, Hilda comes to visit, they don't actually let Hilda visit Ambrose. Like, they send one sister in disguised as Hilda to see Ambrose, and they send another sister in disguised as Ambrose to see Hilda. But they know each other so well that they are able to re- reveal that it's all the setup. That was a fool's error. That was like, are you serious? Like, Prudence, you're smarter than that. There's no way Ambrose will be fooled into thinking that Hilda would try to get him to, to tell a lie. Right. And seriously, if you think that Hilda's going to be convinced that Ambrose would want to just, just lie down and just be executed... Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you would never do that. Yep, not at all. What's, what's, what's the British accent? Oh, me? Yeah. I've watched too many, too many characters on the show have British accents, so it just, it just started popping up. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the episode where we, cause it's called The Missionaries. We get introduced to the missionaries who are basically secretly angels in disguise who show up to kill witches. If it, this, um, if this felt like the most like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I think that was intentional. Yeah. Because it's the crossbows. <laughs> huh? The cross the crossbows, that's why. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it feels it feels a lot like that. And also I like how they're dressed. Like we 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 talk about the fact that they're, you know, they, they seem kind of like, you know, um missionaries. But or, or like bootleg people from, from Hogwarts. But the fact that they have, they all have backpacks on. It's so the, the backpack is so unnecessary. But here it is. It's like <laughs> these are really terrible disguises. Yep, and I love how they try to kill Dorian Gray, but he's like, um, I'm kind of invulnerable. Sorry about that. And then like they come. He was, he was like, I'm not just a man. I yep. was like, you sure aren't. <laughs> and they, they and they come for Father Cerebus, but um, for Doctor Cerebus, but um. Uh, Hilda takes off his on um, the bracelet that's binding his incubus. It's like, go get him. <laughs> I took your bracelet off. I love the fact that they all had strategies for dealing with them. Yeah. Except Ambrose, who just kind of screams, Witch Hunters! And runs for his life. <laughs> right. Wow. Heart of a lion. Well, I mean, one. I'm sorry. He just had to assemble a, a, a key out of chicken bones. Oh, yeah, that too. After, after eating nothing but scraps. He, that nigga was just happy to be outdoors. So <laughs> uh, hmm. Give us free. <laughs> yeah, when when they started casting the spell, cast we talked about this already, but magic witch hunters who are angels of angel powers and stuff that made yeah, them like all it. bleed and shit. Like I was like, okay, this program, they they it's have they have leveled up, haven't they? Well, uh, like I said, it was, it was the Buffy episode. You know what I would have liked to? Like, if they were going to do that, just lean even further in and just start casting not just random witch hunters, but, like, literally have people, like, with names like David, Gabriel. They did. <laughs> just do that. They did. <clears throat> some, some of them were named after the angels. They, they, one of them had to be a Gabriel or something like that. Do y'all have, like, a- angel names? Oh, okay. Yeah, they did. On their little name tags. Yeah, and they had name tags too. I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) And Miss Wartwell, when she realized that um, it was um, Stolas, her familiar, the bird, who was keeping an eye on her and told the the devil about Adam 
her consortium of mortals, and she does that scream and just explodes him to bits immediately. That felt cathartic. That's an entire fucking mood. I I was very I was very much here for that. It's like, yeah, yeah, that bird has to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm glad they just didn't like if she Miss Wartwell was black. She'd like turned him into fried chicken or something. I'm glad that didn't happen. Fried chicken. Wow. Basically, fried chicken just makes you feel good about life. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna do this. Right. And so this is the episode at the end where so so Ambrose is about to die because he's bleeding out and the spells that Hilda's trying to cast won't stop his blood clotting. And the Missionaries use like this, um, this like cursed hand that they got that you barely can curse, like dismembered hands to try to enter the church of night because that's what Nick and Sprina were going to do. And they have like kidnapped all the witches and they started, you know, basically murdering them if they won't repent and worship, worship, um, you know, God, God instead of, you know, the devil. Well, I thought they what they did is they wanted them to repent and they were still going to kill them, but they wanted to repent. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I thought it was interesting. The one who tried, he couldn't do it. He started, his face started bubbling and shit. <laughs> Melvin is his name. And then Sabrina walks in and basically it's where she turns into um, St. Sebastian and X-Men, Days of Future Past, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, Shaka Khan told y'all she was every woman. Sabrina is every X-Men. <laughs> But the way that it came together, it was just like way too paint by numbers, yelling at the screen, pay attention to this. Like it, like I don't know. Is there something worse than foreshadowing? Um, like I, I, um, I think we should look pre- for it. Post shadowing. I don't like, know because we all we've seen this. We like knew it was coming. Like did we? But I, if we okay, they, we didn't know, but I mean, they literally choreographed the whole thing for us. Like as soon as she walked in with, like she walked like she had more power than she knew she had at first, and then they put the crown of thorns on her to make her look like Jesus. And it they, was supposed to stop her from casting spells, is what it's supposed I, to. Be. Okay, I yeah yeah we got that, but and then on top of that, oh we're gonna shoot her with arrows. And then she's going to fall seductively like one of those old paintings, too. <laughs> like, we're going to make her look real martyr, bitch. Like, And then whew, she's going to resurrect herself. For my, I am dying for your nonsense. Um, you know, whatever the, the, the Satan version of that would be. Um, and, and she's floating and levitating and fire coming out. And she's... Oh, resurrected herself. Yes, she did. She totally just, like, got up and was like, oh... These uh, these three hours are nothing. And she's I, like, I'm the sword of the <laughs> devil. You need to um the pledge the loyalty to the devil. And just my goodness gracious, they did a whole lot. Yeah, they got them to they got them to actually pray pray to the the dark um dark one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and like she killed them anyway. I'm like, I'm like yeah. Like, who am I supposed to be rooting for? I'm sorry. Like, like. <laughs> I was like, this is a better, this is a better Dark Phoenix than Sophie Turner's Dark Phoenix. Good job. It hasn't come out yet. They're still okay, never mind. No, they're, they're <laughs> way, I, 
I'm talking about the apocalypse version of her. Oh yeah, yeah. Use your power. Because she was, yeah, that was how, that's how you show someone floating. You don't show them standing on an invisible platform. <laughs> right. It was more like she was doing her, like, uh, ball walk than anything. <laughs> Use your power, Gene. And so it turns out Sabrina has, has learned the miracles of Sabrina spell in next episode, episode eight, chapter 18, where she talks about how She's learned to do all these damn miracles, apparently. And she doesn't know how she's and doing then, it. And that's when she starts exhibiting some pretty weird abilities. Because I, I cannot. She stopped the bad weather outside. It was suddenly sunny day. Yeah, she, she turned it to fucking storm. <laughs> she was storm. God damn it. And, then, and this is what starts Hilda's reactions, which I think are just like... <laughs> So hilarious. Because Hilda's like, that's that's not how magic works, darling. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, don't you have to like sacrifice something or take something away to get something back? He's like, no, I didn't have to do any of that, aunties. I just did it. And it just happened. And, she, and the way she said it, she's like, it's like as if I discovered a a new way of, like, it's a, it's a new type of magic. And Hilda's just like, wow. <laughs> I can't stomach this. Can't. And then, of course, you know, she leads Rosalind into the bathroom. And that's what they do. Like, the, she blesses the water. I don't know if it's blessing. She affects the water and uses it to heal Rosalind's blindness. And she still has her, has her cunning powers, which is, I like that. They kept that. That's good. Trying to go through. Yeah, this is what we talked about this where um, Aunt, Z- Aunt Hilda, Aunt Zelda is under Father Blackwood's spell. Nick's in it, like, little ballerina dancing thing. All that kind of stuff. And then Sabrina's going around to the school, um, basically looking like, oh, my God! They, literally, so they have her, like, the way they had this shot frame where she's sitting talking to the other students talking about, you know, her philosophies about, like, her dad's... Um, it's, it's a painting. It's a painting of Jesus. Talk, yes, I'm it's a painting of Jesus talking to the talking yep. to the, the flock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. What, yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> what, what I missed? I'll put it. I'll put a screenshot in the chat. Like what, what you know, when Sabrina was going around, everybody talking about you know this is my philosophy. I feel like that witches and mortals can live together and everything. My my father was talking about that. Her father. Yeah, and it's the way it's the way the shot is framed of Sabrina talking to the students. Yeah, there's a, there's a painting of Jesus talking to you know uh, talking to um well quote unquote the flock like that. Yeah, yeah. If I share my screen, I wonder if y'all can see it. Uh, if it pops up, let me know if it does or not. Can y'all see my screen? Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll show you on the um, desktop right quick. It's that. Right. Like, you what see this, this particular this, this particular shot, shot is... right here. Like it's like you've seen this painting of Jesus where he talks like the, like to his um twelve disciples and like to the crowds and stuff. Like the way yeah, it's, it's framed he, and stuff. I, I believe it's where he's telling the, the parables. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like yeah. as I was watching it, I literally was like, oh no, they really did go there. <laughs> yeah. They went there. <laughs> they sure did. And she's making rose petals fall down and stuff. 
And, I was and, trying to figure out what the rose petals were supposed to be like symbolic of. I Do you know? Do you happen to have any ideas? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. And they find Leviathan in the trash, dead outside of um, Dorian Gray's, and she brings Leviathan that back to life. So, it's beautiful that she does it in front of Dorian because he's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can live forever because of my painting, but you, you're you just out here resurrecting fools, just left, right, and center. Okay. You're just yeah. resurrecting mice. She wants to put the mouse on trial, but because Aunt Zelda is still under the magic spell, Aunt Zelda goes and takes the mouse, Ali. Only after Dorian's, um, Dorian's um, backstabbing ass Calls um, Father Blackwood. Father Blackwood. <laughs> Fucking vain <Yes>. bitch. Because, <laughs> again, he's... Because the only reason... Well, the only reason... Um, um, what's his... Uh, the only reason he's able to do that, uh, to keep his youth and whatever, is because of the, I, um, the sort of deal he's made with the, the underworld or... Yeah. No. So it'll do him good to make sure that, you know, he's in good with the Church of Night. Yeah. <clears throat> and they literally, so Ali was like, Brandon, you should look away if you like creatures. I'm like, what's going to happen? <gasps> yeah. So, you know, that that grinder thing, like that that's the meat grinder. It reminded me of my grandfather back home when he was alive. He had something that's like this, but it, instead it was to cr- um, it was to crush um, nutmegs and whatnot, spices. So, and the cracking noise of the, the, the rats or the mouse, you know, basically getting crushed. Every time Zelda cranks the wheel, ugh. Ugh. Wow. And she did it aggressively, too. I love the way they balance campy and creepy. In this yeah. Show. Yeah. And just also, I was going to say, um, oh yeah, because I, I, there's a Popeye cartoon where Wimpy chases around a duck with the meat grinder. But I never, he never catches the duck, of course, and I never actually saw the meat grinder being used. And then there's the thing here where um, at Ambrose's execution, the aunties stop it by having the, um, the executor chop his own head off. And then Sabrina conjures. Did she conjure like the actual? She didn't conjure the actual devil. She conjured like a vision. I'm guessing, right? To free her cousin. I can't. No, that is actually the devil. He literally interrupts the the execution. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I saw her with her little hand wiggling. I know that if if she was making it at all, like be like a like a like a, like a vision or whatever. No, she he literally comes in and does that, I think. And then because because then the the council members from the the, the anti papacy, they will so that way they can come on. It can be it can be absolutely clear. So that it can be absolutely clear that whatever Father Blackwood is doing is against the the Church of Night, or sorry, against the you know the dark whatever witchiness. And so then that that allows him to to definitively dethrone him. Oh yeah, because he, he was all his... anti-pope, you know, interim anti-pope. Yeah. So. Yeah, and meanwhile, Harvey's found that there's like a, a hidden mine number thirteen that's not mapped out, and they come, of course, to realize <laughs> over the next two episodes that the gates of hell are literally right there. 
Mm. You know the funny thing about that is that when you said 13, I, I remember that um, the Hell 13th floor of a right hospital there. is, and I, I don't know if this, if this is true or not, but someone told me that the 13th floor of a hospital is typically not where you put patients. Like you would skip that floor. Those, also, a lot of buildings don't have a 13th floor, period. They skip right to 14th. Yeah. And so you, like I've seen people um, in the elevators and like when you want to go to the 13th floor, you have to, you have to insert a key into the, um, into the elevator and then you can be able to press number 13. But other than that, it'll skip that floor and go right to 14. That's where the gates of hell are inside of your building. Stop it. <laughs> and so Sabrina put together a party where she invited her witch friends and her mortal friends because she's going to start, she's going to do miracles until Harvey comes to tell her that they found this, you know, the mine or the case of hell, and they found this mosaic of her made thousands of years ago that shows that the prophecy is that she is the herald of hell and that she's going to bring forth the apocalypse. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I love, though, that her little party, that the drop they used was girls just want to have fun. I, for some reason, that just tickled the, the life out of me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this is serious. So Sabrina is going to be the um, undoing of everyone because the devil wants to be able to rule over witches and mortals alike and bring literal hell on earth and do it all through Sabrina. And so Sabrina's like, I can't let that happen. So she's determined she's going to give up her powers by creating, a, um, using a mandrake spell to create a doppelganger that will have her powers instead of her. Which, of course is a very fucking bad idea, which immediately backfires because you have this um, zombie Sabrina basically walking about. Well, well, the idea was create a, create a double gang and the moment it's, it, 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 turns, it gets alive and then she siphons the power into the doppelganger, she'll kill it. That was the idea. Yeah. But that didn't go very well because it at didn't. first she thinks that the spell didn't work. Right. So she abandons the project, and unbeknownst to her, the 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 doppelganger actually, you know, grows and it becomes another Sabrina, which then goes about taking taking on basically just um, manipulating all of the the people around her and essentially um, like um, trapping. Yeah, trapping them, trying to make mandrake mandrake clones out of them too. And I love yeah. how the clone Sabrina is, she plays it. So I told y'all last time that basically, like, Sabrina reminds me a lot of Sandra D from the 60s, from one of those 60s movies. Like, Sandra D was like a, like an actress who played a lot of teenagers back then, including an imitation of life as um, Susie. And the clone Sabrina is basically unset, like, like, like pure, uh, like, like, um, like, um, un- unconcentrated, sand- pure concentrated, actually, Sandra D. Like a parody of Sandra D. Like she's so bubbly. Like, you're not very nice to me. You should be nicer. (laughs) Oh, that's not very nice. Oh, that's a that's a cruel thing. What a what a mean thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) I love that though, like how they did that. I thought that was very, very well done. and I did cringe in the scene where where she approaches Theo. It was like, you can be a real boy, but I am a real boy. You know, you know, I'm yeah. a, a real boy. You know, that people, they make fun of you. Only a real friend would tell you this. Harvey, you yeah. love me. You said you would love me forever. Roz, I don't want to fight over Harvey. You know that Harvey actually loves me. 
And I love that Roz was the only oh, one who figured out that she's not Sabrina because she still has her her gift. And that's, right. that stops the whole um, subplot but, but, from like another series where it'd be like, Sabrina, you did this to us. No, I didn't. It wasn't me. It stops that dead cold. And I appreciate uh, that. I, I really like that. Like, stomp that right in the bed. Like, yeah. right in the cradle. Like, just feel it. No. <laughs> yeah. Not cradle. So, Yeah. <laughs> kill it and, right um, in the cradle like that baby they kill in the end of um of um uh what's that damn movie Man- Mandingo don't ever see that movie it's terrible and very racist hmm a movie named Mandingo that's not terrible or racist that's not a and it's not a porn it, I mean it basically is a porn oh well not really but I mean it's a movie like Ken Norton who was a boxer he stars in it's set in slavery He's like a slave who becomes a boxer for his slave. master, but he ends up impregnating the ma- the mistress. And they show the sex scene in as gratuitous a way an R rating will allow you to show. Okay. And Susan George, lady who plays the mistress, her career was ruined because of because she dared to appear in a sex scene naked with the Negro back in 1974. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, this is Miss Wartwell. This is this is where they find out that they, yeah, yeah. This is where they finally figured out finally that Miss Wartwell was behind all this shit, and that Sabrina was being like, he was leading. She was leading Sabrina out of the path of fulfilling her her um, prophecy, and so she assigns Nick to watch Miss Wartwell while she goes to kill her doppelganger. But Miss Ward was like, you do realize that when she does that, she'll fulfill the prophecy in full. Because what was, you know, Jesus's last miracle? It was um, self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah, you guys didn't think that through. You literally had the, the you had you had the transcript, like the bullet points of what she needs to do. Y'all didn't look at the last part. <laughs> that annoyed me that Miss uh, Wardwell didn't know that either. Like, especially her. No, Miss Wardwell knew that. No, she didn't. Because at first she. she did- she, but she didn't know the. Tw- she knew that, but she didn't know the twist after that. Yeah, that like she didn't know how it was going to work out. Yeah, it was like the twist that you know this would fulfill Sabrina's prophecy of becoming the queen of hell, the role that she and, wants. Yeah, and bringing um about um Satan like back to Earth in um in like his earthly form, basically like corporeal form, corporeal form, and not as the um um cloven hoofed um. Thingy, <laughs> goat thingy, which leads, of course, to the, the finale, the Mephisto waltz, where it basically is like you know, prepare my bride. Yeah. Well, then you see the backstory. Yeah, the backstory of Lilith and um and Lucifer, and how how basically the longer he was after he had been banished from heaven, the longer he went from heaven, the more he turned into the goat cloven hoof thingy and she was like he was kind at first and I fell in love with him I just felt dedicated yeah. to him I love how the two of them just had a bed in the middle of nowhere yep in a, <laughs> apparently in fucking unfounded America yeah just just out there in the uh, wherever wilderness out there just just a bed yeah, <laughs> a bed. And Sabrina was like, "That's why this town is messed up." She's like, "Yeah, it's a nexus, a cursed place." And like, oh, let me wake up in our bed together, and I'm like, oh, a cloven hoof. <laughs> <laughs> now we got two. I got horns. I'm a big goat person. 
Oh my God. Can you imagine you wake up next to somebody, somebody whom you love, and all of a sudden... <laughs> That's that, that, so that hasn't happened to you before? Hang up. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. But yeah, so, so the devil has shown up. He wants Sabrina to marry him as, as promised. Because, oh, also, this is like, this is incest because uh, he wants to marry his own daughter. Because we find out that Sabrina is the daughter of the devil. Yes. Uh, so they had to go back and use the same flashback scene, but edit it just a little bit to show us what really happened <laughs> when she was born. Rewind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So basically... <laughs> So basically, it's like as if her mother was impregnated by the devil. So also, does is, is the flashback scene signify that she has a twin someplace as well? Or had a twin? That's what it was kind of alluding to. So I, I don't know what's to become of that. Because what happened to the other child? Well, it did indeed happen to the other child. I guess we'll find out. I'm most too scared to find out. Right. And so meanwhile, Father Blackwood has been commanded by Satan to worship Sabrina, which he will not do because she, oh gosh, she has a vagina and two X chromosomes not doing it. So he poisons the entire church, except for Prudence and his two two babies. Yep. Which, wow. What? I said, said, wow. That's crazy. Them babies? But the fact he poisoned everybody. Yeah. And that Prudence, after Prudence found out, and, you know, was like, I will kill you for what you've done, and went and saved everybody and had the aunties help her, like, you know, stop them from all from dying from all their poison. And she got there just in time. Meanwhile, Sabrina thinks that she's going to be strong enough to take on the fucking devil with some horseshoes. <laughs> right, she doesn't even have her powers anymore. Yeah, she doesn't. That's right. Ew. Just <laughs> look at the turn back and forth from the, the goat goat guy. He's like, I am the devil. I am powerful. I will kill all of your family unless you submit to me and do not defy me again. Blow the trumpet and open the gates of hell. Rawr. So she blows up at the open gates of hell, but luckily her friends had figured out what was going on, and Harvey had drawn um, these binding spells using Rosalind and Theo's help to keep the gates from opening. And they open a little bit, just a crack enough so you can see the demons trying to come out, but they don't open quite wide enough. And then Miss Wartwell slinks down there to the gates of hell. <laughs> To try to help them stop the whole thing. And she also helped Sabrina by they set up this um the whole dance and everything to where they have everybody who comes in attendance um recite this binding spell because they're gonna try to entrap the devil inside of one of um Edward Spellman's um what do you call them? Little um demon trap things where they'd have. And it doesn't work because the devil is too powerful for them. And so 
Miss um, War, well, or, or, or rather, Lilith, who she actually is, like basically constrains him long enough to where Nick uses his powers to trap the devil inside of his body because he is named Nick Scratch after all, which is a euphemism for the devil. And they end up having, they end up ends up with um, Lilith becoming the queen of hell as she always wanted to be. Because now she's on Sabrina's side because she's gotten what she wants out of life. <laughs> uh, and she gives Sabrina back her powers and she gives her back Miss Wartwell, like regular Miss Wartwell. With the um, bun and the glasses and all. And I carries Nick Scratch off the hill. I'm sorry. What I happened? I am disappointed. I, I am disappointed at that. Why? I don't want that woman back. I want my... I want my sassy Miss Wardwell. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get her next season. Damn it. Because I'm sure she'll be back. And I forgot to mention that when, they, when the Church of Night became the Church of Judas, they replaced that statue. Because if you notice, in a couple of episodes, they had to do a like, copyright notice at the end because <laughs> they got sued by the, by the, um, the Satanic Church. They had to add like a license uh, notice. So they got rid of that statue as soon as they possibly could and placed it with one of Father Blackwood and then Prudence beheads, beheads it in the last episode. I, yeah, that was supposed to be like a really badass. Right. And so now Sabrina, Roslyn, Harvey, and Theo are now the Fright Club, apparently. I guess they're going to go solve mysteries and things. Mm-hmm. They need a van and a pet. Well, I guess Salem's their pet. Uh, <laughs> And so that's basically it. And that's um and but they want their next mission they want to go on, they want to go to hell and get Nick Scratch back. Going to rescue her boyfriend. Lord Jesus, leave that boy down there. Stop being fast. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. That's Sabrina. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um season one B, I guess. An overall good, a good showing for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, any final words before we wrap up? Mm-hmm. Ali, anything? I think, we, I think we took care of it. I think that was, you know, I think we did a good job of just covering, you know, the essentials. All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can find more at SSMPodcast.com. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts can be found. You can find us on all social media under the handle at SSMPodcast. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. I'm here with Ali. Good night, everybody. And I am woman. Hear me roar. With powers too great and big to ignore. I just messed up something. Lord Jesus, we'll see y'all next time. Goodbye.